Hey, David. What's up? You want to hear the funniest thing that I saw tonight? So Yeah, make me laugh. I'm driving home, and we're coming off the highway near our house, and it's backed up. And I'm like, oh, man, that's kind of weird that it's like backed up for quarter after six. Usually that's like a five o'clock thing, right? Mm-hmm. We get down to the bottom of the ramp, and there's this homeless guy just yelling at everybody. It's like, no, go through, go through. I was like, what? You know, like, I'm not getting pulled over by the cops because some guy's telling me to go through. And then he proceeds to run into the intersection. And he starts directing traffic. And I'm like not thinking anything of it because I see the light flashing in advance. But he's like standing in front of these cars. Everything's kind of going like weird. So I finally make my way around the corner. Make the turn illegally. And I, I stop off at our first stop, which is not like a block away. So like party city area type of thing. And uh, Chris and I decide we're going to call the police because we're like, you know what? We should probably let them know that there's a homeless guy directing traffic because the light (laughs) appears to be on the fritz route. I get through the dispatcher and she just starts laughing. She's like, she's like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm telling you right now, traffic is backed up in all directions. And there's this poor homeless guy out here literally directing traffic. And she's laughing hysterically. I'm like, you guys got to come and help him please like you can't drive anywhere because it's all blocked everything's all over the place and he's just letting one or two cars through at a time i did my public service by calling in and it turned out that she just thought it was hysterical well um we should ask this guy to be on our show so they can direct the flow of this episode of the scene on screen podcast Your host, Sean and David. Yo, 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 what's up? What's up? It's me, Sean. So, uh, how do you feel about getting that poor homeless guy who was just, you know, trying to help get people? through that intersection safely, you probably got him arrested. No, I didn't. Definitely not. I was more concerned about his safety because people were very confused, including myself. And like, I know that that is a don't turn right on a red. He's just pushing people through. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure? Like, sir, are you sure? Maybe this is just a, uh, uh, a look into the future when they finally defund the police. He wasn't actually a homeless dude. He was a cop. <laughs> Could you imagine? Now, like, oh. uh, I'm, not, I'm not making fun of him for his situation. In fact, I was trying to protect him. I just thought it was like, I thought it was kind of rude of the dispatcher to just start laughing at me like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, I'm trying to help you. There's literally a line of 200 cars in two lanes, but you do you, right? And we finished our errands. And got, like when we were coming back, it was finally clearing up. So there was like a cop down there, like directing traffic and they reset the light. But like, come on. It's not nearly though. As bad as me cucking myself this week. I literally walked myself into a situation that I should have known better. You know, you know how I like to not see spoilers for Marvel movies. Yeah. Oh <laughs> Did you watch uh, like a 20 minute breakdown of a one minute 
trailer? Well, I did, but that's not what spoiled it. Oh, that's not it? I always do that on the first trailer. Um, So, here's the scene. I'm talking to one of my buddies, and we're talking about like different different video games and TV shows. And he looks at me, he's like, oh, I'm so cheesed. I saw a spoiler for Multiverses, or Multiverse, and I heard Multiverses. I was like, oh, was it really bad? Like, you're, you're super cheesed about it? He's like, yeah, it was like, it was kind of disappointing to find out. I was like, oh, well, you could tell me because I'll just Google it. And me, I'm thinking it's Multiverses, the video game that's coming out. Mm-hmm. And he was like spoiled on a character coming up. And then he told me the character's name. I was like, what? Really? That person's not owned by Warner Brothers. And he's like, dude, Doctor Strange. I was like, no, no. So I literally asked for a spoiler. I never do that. I thought he was talking about a video game and he spoiled for me a character that's appearing in multi, like Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness. Yeah. Michael Keaton. Yeah, obviously. But isn't that just the worst? Like I'm (laughs) so careful, but, but at the same time, you're not, I feel like you, you're one of these people that, you know, likes, likes the pain, you know, you 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 say you hate the spoilers and you hate having things ruined for you, but then you still keep doing the things that result in you getting a spoiler. Incorrect to a degree, because I thought <laughs> so an incorrect to a degree still means that I'm correct. I don't want my Marvel movies spoiled, not at all. Yeah, but, but you still actively browse Twitter and stuff like that, and all the no. I have oh. I have mutes on Twitter. Okay. Trust me, Twitter is the last place I want to see anything Marvel. I just I misunderstood what he was talking about and I said multiverses because this is the game that he's most anticipating and just smacked me in the face. And it was awful. Well. You know what else? Might smack you in the face. Um, what's that? I'm I'm too sad to do a bit. <laughs> uh, Ghostbusters VR. Yeah. Okay. So that is like a little, it, it sits on my face. Um, right. That, yeah, well, so you, close enough. You, yeah, it sits on your eyes. The trailer looks really, really cool. Yeah. So there was um, a trailer that dropped for a new Ghostbusters game for uh, the Oculus quest or should i say meta quest it's oh. it's forever going to be known as oculus just kind of like how uh oh i don't know what's what does everyone call the wrong thing like tissue facial tissues are always called kleenex even though kleenex is a brand anyways uh new trailer dropped for ghostbusters vr which looks pretty sweet now, There's obviously, a lot of the, Ghostbuster content coming out this year. Yeah, like it's almost as if like a, a very successful Ghostbusters movie recently came out or something. <laughs> um, but obviously, this trailer isn't exactly gameplay footage, right? Like it's more pre clearly it's like a pre-rendered thing. But uh, it sounds from the looks of it that it's going to be four player co-op at least or at least three player co-op. Which is yes, pretty so- sweet. You and I can can play with our friends, except Owen, who's abandoned us. <laughs> yeah, Owen's. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. 
sad. I, I feel. I feel like we're just off to a rock, uh, rocky start today because we're so sad about so many things. I know so many things, but uh, there's no announced date for Ghostbusters VR. But I have a feeling that it's going to be a very early purchase for us. Um, I'd be interested to interested to see how many levels are kind of if it's uh, if it's more mission based rather than story based, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's got to be some sort of story, but uh, it's always difficult when there's games that come out and it's story based, but it's also co op because they can do it right or they could do it wrong. And by wrong, I mean like state of decay wrong. Where if you play co-op with someone, uh, if you're not the host, you don't unlock or progress your game at all, right? So if it's mission-based, where say there's a central hub and you're at the uh, I don't know fire hall, right? The Ghostbusters, yeah, base. Uh, if it's more of a central hub where people can come and join and 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 do missions with maybe story in kind of like maybe lore or whatnot, I think that would be pretty good because it doesn't uh, matter. It doesn't, it wouldn't matter what order you do things or things can be unlocked as you go. Um, so I wish my, there was a, an, an my announcement only concern for release date. Yeah. Is it's going to be like 24 or $39 and it's going to be short. I like, it could be, yeah, it could follow the footsteps of like the. Oh my god, why can't I think of that? The, what's the Vader one? Vader Immortal. Vader Immortal. Yeah, it could follow that where like the mechanics are really cool for like ten minutes, and then you're just kind of sitting and watching a story and swinging a lightsaber every once in a while. Or it could be a little bit more in depth, and there's a bit of a story. Uh truthfully speaking, a story game to me still isn't something super super interesting for me unless I'm playing something like Demio where even that story is a one pager that you could read and then you just play. Right. Mm-hmm. It's still not, I, I, I want to say story based games is not a priority for me in VR because VR you're really playing until your battery runs out or mm-hmm. if you're plugged in, you're, you're great. But like, what uh, what's it retro retro quest retro blast what's the one where you're in um the room playing the retro game oh shit i don't remember um retro quest video game vr game retro vr maybe um i can't think of the name anyways that game is kind of cool because you're following the story of like being this kid that is super distracted and trying to play this video game, but you're also playing like a like an old school Game Boy game through it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that game's gonna oh, come. Oh yeah, to yeah, I can't remember it. <laughs> the 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 last possible minute, but it's okay. Um, oh, I don't know. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic, but I'm also super excited because. Walkabout Mini Golf, our favorite game from one of our favorite developers, is releasing a patch this week, and it, it'll be live by the time you hear this. Which Welcome Island is getting some uh, some welcome changes, including a putting green that you can play around on, and some hangout areas. Plus, it well, did guess, look like it was. Sorry, I guess ahead. did they? There already was 
a putting green. It was just really small and you couldn't do anything with it. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess they kind of expanded that and it makes it more of a, a cool hangout place. Be, I'll, I'm interested to see how big it is and what you can do in it because um, it could become a new just hangout place like where you can just kind of screw around and whatnot. It'd be cool if uh, they had some sort of like portal into like maybe like a hidden course or something like that. Yeah. The other image that they posted, which I thought was really interesting was um, there there was a, it was like a cave area. Mm -hmm. It looked very reflecty. So I, maybe they did some like quality of life changes and stuff as well. Yeah, I, like if hopefully my biggest thing is I want more customization for my avatar. Yeah, I, I'm. <laughs> how did you put it? I can only wear so many hats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you had mentioned a Game Boy. Oh, or old school thing. Uh, I did. Why? We uh, there's. Well, everyone knows that I hate rumors, but Sean loves them. So we're making a r- rumor, I don't know, taco, because it's kind of like half a sandwich. <laughs> it, it, it is a good yeah, a rumor taco. <laughs> Guys, just stop listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, <laughs> so there's rumors that uh, there is a possibility of what is it? Game Boy and yeah, Game so- Boy Color. Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance Switch online emulators uh, emulators have seemingly leaked. Now, I think it's more than a rumor, and I believe in where there's smoke, there's fire, because it's Nintendo everything. And Nintendo everything broke the last few things that were emulated on the Switch. But, and this is my major caveat at this point, if you're going to give us an emulator with these specific consoles... Are you just doing this to add the Pokemon catalog to the Switch because that's what people desperately want? Like, is this where we're at now? You know what? I could see Nintendo pulling a a fast one on us. And uh, sure, having Game Boy emulators, but making it like a paid purchase for like the Pokemon games. That would be so bad. That would be so Nintendo. But uh, the yeah, there's there's some videos leaked. Um, I guess it was leaked on what Discord or something like that. But they were quickly taken down. But they are on uh, Twitter of someone loading up Game Boy ROMs or Game Boy games on their Switch. Now there are modified Nintendo Switch consoles out there that can run homebrew. And I'm sure that there's like Game Boy emulators and stuff like that on there. So this could just be something like that. Uh, this wouldn't be the first time that we've had rumors or there's been leaks of some sort of Game Boy emulator or Nintendo emulator or, or like NES or SNES or something like that on Nintendo products. Uh, Nintendo is notorious for developing kind of emulation software for their systems, but not necessarily implementing it. Uh, and this goes as far back as the GameCube and possibly even further than that, right? Because uh, Animal Crossing had full NES emulator 
in that game on the GameCube, right? Yeah. Um, so it's fairly, I don't know, I'd say it's fairly regular that we get rumors that there's going to be um, some another system emulator found. Now, like you said, this is Nintendo everything. They have really some significant um, and I would say accurate leaks in the past, but with Nintendo, until they actually do it and release it to the public, it could mean nothing, right? Like, Because ultimately, if they don't release it, sure, they could be developing something in-house and someone could have found it, but that doesn't mean that Nintendo is actually going to release it. Yeah, that's what we said about the Nintendo 64. And we still desperately want the 64 mini, even though it'll probably be useless. Well, um, the thing is, is like with Nintendo 64, right? Like they could have done so much more with that, though. And the, they like it's already stopped being interesting. Like, like the, they just released you- they just released um, Mario Golf on there. But the releases are so f- far and few in between that it like people forgot about it, right? Like it's not something that they are maintaining as the forefront of Nintendo switch online, like the subscription, making it worth it. Like they, and half the time when they release something, there's not even a notification or anything like that. Um, there isn't at all. It's like the, the minimal indication possible is what they, they give us. Yeah. And for, for the most part, um, I have to load it up and then I get the message saying there's something new to play. And I'm like, Oh, okay. They added that game. Cool. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Nintendo is still kind of ass backwards with a lot of that stuff. Nintendo, I think tries really hard to make us sad. I think that's the best way I could put it is right now. Nintendo's not doing anything. That's really like value included. Like if you're paying for the NSO um, expansion pack, what are you really getting right now? I'm already over the Mario Kart add-ons. I've played them the first weekend. I was like, oh, that's fun. Well, yeah, because it was only two, I guess, eight courses, and you played them, and then that's really about it. The Nintendo 64 stuff? Okay, I like dabbled around with our crane of time, but I never, I didn't have the opportunity to buy the, the Bluetooth controller, so. I'm really not enjoying the the controller layout that you play on the Switch. It's not fun. Oh, it's impossible. I can't play I can't play uh, N64 games on the with a Switch controller. Cool. Doesn't make so sense. So there's that. Super Nintendo and uh, like NES, okay, that's fine. But you're you're playing with 50% of your screen real estate no matter what you're using. So like if you have it on a big TV, you're using only about 50% of the TV anyways, and it looks like crap, but your switch is already hooked up to it. So like, what are you going to do? Sometimes you don't want to play with it handheld. The like my interest level in Arceus died about halfway through the game. Not because like I just wanted to fight Pokemon. I wanted to catch them and fight them. I didn't want to just fight other Pokemon. I wanted to fight trainers and prove that I was better. Go online. Mm hmm. Nintendo's in this weird valley right now and like they need to hit a peak. Yeah. They have super strikers coming out. They're banking on Wii fin or Wii sports. What's it called now? It's not called Wii sports resort. I think it's just called sports resort. Something like that. I don't know. Nintendo sports resort. (laughs) They have that coming out in a few days. There's, there's good things coming, but again, these are small term solutions. And I know in a lot of cases, most video games are small term solutions right like you buy a game you play it for about a month or two 
then you move on or you play something that you're kind of familiar with or that hasn't fully gone stagnant. Like for me, I play Warzone when I'm not playing story games or whatever. Mm-hmm. But Nintendo now has this feeling where it's like, oh, okay. So you're releasing a game I maybe am going to play for a month. Like Mario Party, Like you and I talked about playing it this weekend and neither of us were like, <laughs> yeah, okay, let's do it. Right, like I, I me, was wait. I was waiting for you. I was waiting for you. Because <laughs> like it was, it was one of those situations where it was really on the the ladies if one of them wanted to play. I know, right? So women, again, I tell you, is what it is. But Nintendo has this diminishing interest right now that is not good. And it's not just us. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of people. a lot of people are feeling like. The Switch has gone a little stagnant. And I'm interested to see what they do this summer with no E3 because Nintendo's still going to do like a treehouse and it's going to do a Pokemon Direct and a Nintendo Direct whenever they choose to. But something's got to give because if you're just releasing old games and games that are ports, you're not releasing anything really worth my money anymore. Well, and the thing is, it's like, the Nintendo Switch came out, what, like seven years ago? Yeah, forever ago. Most console lifespans are five to seven years. And we are now in a time where the Switch definitely 100,000% cannot even compete with the PS5 or the Xbox Series X, let alone the Xbox Series S. It's true. So with against the PS4... And the Xbox One, sure, it was still not as powerful as those, but it could compete in a different way. But now, all the games, same games, unless they're first-party Nintendo games, they're coming out for every other system. So, Nintendo needs to seriously release a either updated, more powerful console, like a Switch Pro or Switch 2, or just a whole new console in general. Because once the the Steam Deck comes out to the masses, right? That's going to be the, I would say, the biggest competitor for the Nintendo Switch in the handheld home console hybrid category. But, but you might as well just call it the Windows Switch because it's going to be the same thing. 720p. Mike, what, what's it really going to do? The fact that you can dock it to your TV is pretty sweet. Or your well, monitor. You can play it on... It's a it's a fully cut... It's a Nintendo Switch and more, really. The Steam Deck is out of... By default, runs a Linux distro of uh, Steam OS, but you can run Windows on it to have, like, your entire game library on there. And the thing is, is, you know, uh, Nintendo probably doesn't want to admit it, but there are some rather good Nintendo Switch emulators out there and I'm sure that they are being optimized for the Steam Deck. But then there's also going to be a huge, huge game library already for, well, on Steam, right? Like my game library in Steam alone is, uh, let me just scroll all the way to the top of this list. Um, over 700 games. Damn. Now, obviously, I'm not going to be playing 700 games on all at once. It's physically impossible. And a lot of this stuff is 
games that I've played over and over again that I'll probably never play again unless I'm just really bored and want to kick back and and enjoy some nostalgia. But with the Steam Deck coming out at a fairly competitive price point as well, right? Like the lowest tiered one, even with, I think it was a 64 um, gigs of storage. Which, why and, would you buy that one? But And with an SD card. But the entry level one where, th- where the hardware itself is, other than the storage, is the exact same. It's comparable to a Nintendo Switch. Right? So if someone is... You don't even have to be super tech savvy to um, be able to compare the two. Like if I, I, the Nintendo Switch is always going to be a good system for kids, right? Because it's very kid friendly. But someone who is a little more knowledgeable and able to kind of not necessarily even problem solve, but just understands uh, understand a more in depth system. If they're trying to decide on a good handheld system, well. Why would you go for the Nintendo Switch when the Steam Deck, you'd be able to get majority of the same games for substantially less because the games go on sale for way less on Steam versus Nintendo Switch or the Nintendo Online Store? Well, let me ask you a question separately about Steam. You've redeemed your your Ukraine pass, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're humble? This is, uh, this is correct. Um, how many of the games have you actually redeemed through the store? All of them? Uh, yeah, all of them, all, all the ones that I, I think there's like three that I couldn't cause I already had the game. Yeah. I'm still going through that. Like that's, it's a mission. That's about an hour endeavor <laughs> just redeeming them all. Maybe not an hour, but it, uh, it does take some time. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was quite, quite the feat, but that's the thing is like for the cost of that, that was like 50 bucks and we got what, like so much, a hundred games or something like that. And not just like crappy indie games. There's some there's some significant there's some really good stuff in there. Yeah, there's some good triple A stuff in there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's the odd not so good stuff in there as well. So there's lots of stuff to go through. Mm-hmm. Um speaking of just overall decent content, Game Pass is doing something a little different this month too, eh? It's like if they're not a bunch of huge top selling games that are coming out and no triple a titles for launch, but they've got search and or research and destroy unsold turnip boy. Um, tax evasion, I guess it's called seven ways to die bug snacks, which was a PS five launch title, mm-hmm. uh, need for speed, hot pursuit and F one 2021, which are both part of the EA play cloud, um, base services. Not bad. Not bad. I'm a little surprised to see bug snacks so soon. You know what? Uh well it's been it's been over a year. I guess, yeah. It was something I just didn't, I guess, anticipate, maybe. So Yeah, uh, actually I was I was pretty su- surprised when I saw that one out of out of everything on there. Um because I thought it was uh for a while I thought a uh it was a PlayStation exclusive, but I guess not. <laughs> it is not. It is definitely not. Um, I'm excited to actually sit down and try Bug Snacks again with maybe a little bit more openness because now I know what it's like. But when I had the PS5 originally for like a week, 
it's a little hard for me to like be like, yeah, yeah, I'm super excited for this game. Oh, God, it sucked. I should move on to something else. Like I only had it for what? 10 days while you were in Alberta or whatever. Yeah. Two weeks. But it sold me the console. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's interesting. I wonder if and this was a lot of a lot of games that uh, were kind of put out all at once for yeah. uh for game pass um there's some older ones right like seven days to die that's been a uh, out for a while need for speed hot pursuit remastered that's been out for a while f1 2021 latest iteration in the need for speed like yeah EA but it's, play ones it's it still came out uh like it's not necessarily a new game yeah um but still like this is uh, was it seven new games added, whereas the the PlayStation Plus uh, or the what what are they calling it? Yeah, I guess PlayStation the new PlayStation Online service. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how these things change, right? Like, is Microsoft going to keep up with releasing, uh, you know, seven games at a time? for game pass probably i know but then is that gonna make sony have to kind of step up because already the uh the i'm having a a brain fart the general feeling for sony's uh new online tiered system with playstation now isn't that great right like playstation now like they've released maybe two they release two games a month on that and then on top of that with uh PlayStation Plus it's maybe three games four if we're really lucky so with Game Pass releasing you know six to seven games on that plus they have three games every month for uh gold yeah but we don't talk about those cuz they all suck not all of the not all the time but still, okay. like seven. You know what the games like, of gold are this month? I will I will Google them because I have no idea. <laughs> I I redeem them, but um, but still, that's ten games a month, roughly, that Xbox releases for essentially free or the cost of a yearly subscription. So if Sony is only going to be adding like maybe four games to their library a month. For the the cost, it it doesn't really matter. Like it's Microsoft still has the more superior um, subscription service. Now, yeah, one game I'm interested in is Research and Destroy. While you're while you're getting that information, Games with Gold this month was valued at eighty nine ninety six. Again, I'm not one of those people saying you have to give me free stuff all the time. However, when you're giving me games like The Flame and the Flood. Uh, Sacred 2, Fallen Angel, Street Power Soccer, and SpongeBob's Truth or Square. There's no point in doing games with gold anymore if you're giving us Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, the only difference is I own the game until I no longer have digital rights, right? So Unless it's uh, an Xbox 360 game or an Xbox uh, original Xbox game, those are free forever. You are essentially purchasing them for free. Uh, and this has been confirmed a few times, and it was actually also recently confirmed from a Microsoft uh, employee. Essentially, with the way that 
the licensing worked with uh, Xbox 360, they were unable to or or are unable to have a license for a game that is tied to a subscription um, duration. So any of those Xbox 360 games that you redeem on uh, Games with Gold are yours forever. Interesting. Yeah. The um, the other big piece of news this week is, or yesterday, is Lego Star Wars released another 12 characters, including the likes of the original Lego Star Wars minifiguring designs for Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Han Solo, Darth Vader, and Lando Calrissian. So hold on. Are you saying that the community got the uh, Princess Leia cleavage back? Or is that just... Uh... They didn't release the. <laughs> did you see that so, com- complaint? I, I, I did see that complaint. I don't know because I think it'll be the original minifigure design, not from the video game, but like the actual legitimate minifigure. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the Rogue One pack is dropping. You know what? I was kind of disappointed. I I just misunderstood. Um, A lot of things. The <laughs> yeah, the world. How does the world work? What is love? Um, I misunderstood the DLC packs. I thought that they were like levels, not just character packs. No, it was a Mandalorian pack and it was a solo. Yeah, there's solo, solo, there's Rogue One. But I was of the understanding that it was like a level with characters as well. But no, it's just the characters. So it's, I would love for. Uh, you know what? I would pay for it. A paid DLC of the Mandalorian. That'd be sweet. <laughs> You're just running around with Grogu. Yeah. Have to protect him and stuff like that. That that could be kind of interesting. Yeah, I'd be I'd be down for it. I'm just I'm excited that they're continuing it on. And I think this game's gonna be supported for a while. I read somewhere that the goal is to have every character represented as best as they can oh really so i guess we shall see because i mean it is possible that they don't for obvious reasons Mm -hmm. but they're at 370 something already so that's pretty impressive yeah there's only like seven billion more to go because the star wars universe is real and there's lots of people there yeah Uh, (laughs) star wars is definitely real our I can't count right now. It's three seventy five. I can't wait for the memes to come out when they release uh, the Lego version of the Grand Inquisitor. <laughs> because the Grand Inquisitor, have you seen the comparisons from um, the Kenobi series and uh, Clone Wars, or sorry, uh, Rebels? Remind me, because uh, the Grand Inquisitor, that race—I forget the race name—they uh, have. He's got a very long tall forehead or just head in general. And then the grand inquisitor in the Kenobi series has a very short, extremely round head that looks kind of like a soccer ball. So (laughs) I can't wait for them to release the grand inquisitor in Lego form uh, and to see how they do that and what memes they'll, they'll come out of that. All of the memes pretty much. What do you want to do next? Do you want to do Thor, Son of Odin, or do you want to do Netflix? Well, Netflix is a pretty big deal, so let's talk about something that's not really that important in the grand scheme of things. 
Wow. Thor. When I make that joke, you're like, oh, Sean, we made a joke so many times. Okay, 96.2, the lake. <laughs> Uh, the trailer for, or the I guess the teaser trailer for Thor, Love and Thunder. Is everything you could want in a teaser trailer that has been delayed so many times. As a fan, I'm just excited that we ha- had something to sink our teeth into. You see Thor, you see some of the Guardians. Actually, you see all the Guardians. And in one clip, you also see what appears to be Kraglin. So that's kind of a nice, it's nice to see him back even though it's not a Thor, uh, a Guardians movie. It's supposed to directly impact the Guardians, I believe. Um, so I don't think you're going to see Gamora in this film, guys. I'm, I'm super sorry, but too bad. Um, you do see the Guardians. You do see what looks to be New Asgard as a theme park uh, or a tourist attraction for people, which is also something I didn't expect to see. Um, I, I did like the tease at the very end where you see Jane Foster as Lady Thor. Um, The other interesting thing about that is from what I can tell based off watching reviews, Love and Thunder is going to follow one of the storylines where Jane Foster has cancer. And every time she possesses the power of Thor, the cancer goes away. But then when she comes back, um, she has to restart her chemo and she gets considerably weaker every single time. Classic cancer. Well, I mean, it's it's uh, a fairly known comic. I just, unfortunately, I never really read Thor growing up, so I'm still educating myself on Thor a little bit more, but it looks like it's going to be a fairly good movie. Um, the thing that kind of disappoints me is now we uh, we get it. We understand what they're doing in these trailers. We know they're hiding things from us. It's very clear, but like when you frame people, uh, like you frame Thor and Korg inside a like a, a frame and there's enough room for a third person. We all know what you're up to. Mm-hmm. Like, don't lie. We all know. What did you think of the trailer? Um, I thought it was interesting. I think that they Thor is one of the I would say more. I don't know. He is a character that really grew on, I think, a lot of people because he um, went from like serious, like dumb to funny. Or well, dumb not, funny? not even dumb. Like he's not like a dumb guy. Like he's not a dumb character. Um, I think they went from him trying to be serious to being more relaxed and humorous, which then brought out, I don't know, more people to enjoy him as a character because uh the first thor movie it was okay it was like the typical like early marvel movies right yeah it was just him being thor yeah second movie came out and that's all i'll say about that (laughs) then third movie came out and it changed everything like it changed the whole i don't know it it flipped the whole kind of um, it made people interested again yeah it it I'm having a huge brain fart again. It changed the Dynamic. the way that they are. Yeah. Like in the, the way that they're telling stories for these characters, right? Because it, it stopped being so serious. Um, It was able to tell a, say a serious story, but it didn't take itself so serious in the sense of a typical um, superhero movie. Yeah, you know what I mean, um, and that really drew out a lot of people. Um, I remember when 
that movie was in the- came out in theaters, and I asked she who shall not be named if she wanted to go see that. And her response was like, oh, I don't really like the Thor movies or anything like that. But then we went, and it was a completely different response. Like, actually really enjoyed it. Um, you laughed a lot in that one. Yeah, because it, it was funny. It was... I think they needed to rewrite that entire character in a sense to bring people back into it. And Thor ended up being a fairly significant character in the entirety of the uh, Marvel cinematic universe. Right. Yeah. So I think it was important that they brought his character and made him, um, you know, I would say almost equivalent to like Iron Man and, and how he is well known as like a, one of the main Marvel's superheroes. Um, I'm I'm very curious as to how this will play out with interacting with Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Because yeah, he seems comfy, right? Mm-hmm. Right, because they are making a Guardians of the Galaxy three, three, right? It's the final one too, from what we understand. Right. So my guess, do we know when that one's coming out? Is that one next year? I so that I think they've started shooting it or something like that. Okay, so my I wonder if th- that one is going to directly connect to uh, Love and Thunder. It would only make sense, right? Because I think they're uh, a big part of it in this I one. It would so. definitely have to be set up from Love and Thunder, yeah. Yeah. Now, one thing I... I thought was kind of weird is uh, what's what's the guy's name? Drax. Drax the Destroyer. Yeah. Yeah. He looks a lot fatter <laughs> in the screenshots of the memes with where he's like talking about, you know, like the people that you love, they're right in front of you. And then Thor kind of moves into his view. Just the way that it looks like if you look at his face, it looks like he's fake. And I don't Wait, know why. Are you are you talking about Chris Pratt's character? No, no, not not Chris Pratt. Drax, like the guy who's the wrestler guy. Yeah, I just I I don't remember him in that scene very much. Yeah, so that's when Chris Pratt's character, is, I forget his name. What's his name in that? Star-Lord. Star-Lord, that's right. When he's talking and saying, you know, um just look into the eyes of the people that you love. And then Thor is kind of like moving in to his view. You have yeah, to watch I'm the trailer lo- again. Anyways. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking for the screener right now. It's okay. at one minute. It's I at one he, minute. I think it's just the angle. <laughs> I know. But all of these all of these memes that are coming out with this scene, I just can't stop but looking at Drax and being like, he looks like he was made out of clay. And <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. But anyways, I digress. This movie will probably be well-received. Um, I do have to admit, though, uh, Sean is probably very disappointed in me because I was, I, I asked who was, uh, what did I ask specifically? I said like, there's a, now a girl Thor or something like that. Right. I'm and- glad you want to talk about that because my God, <laughs> Mjolnir has been fixed since Hela destroyed it. Oh which yeah. Which is kind of I also guess. crazy because they time jumped and he had an old version of Mjolnir. That's but true. I guess Captain America had it, right? Yeah, that's true. Okay, so 
Um, I said, who's girl Thor? And you said Natalie Portman, Jane Foster. And now here, me being an idiot, was thinking that Jane Foster was some other actor. And I'm like, uh-huh, okay, cool. <laughs> two people are playing <laughs> two people are playing girl Thor. And that was like what? That was like two days ago. <laughs> and yeah, it clicked in your brain this morning. <laughs> it just clued in. And I literally said Oh, what did I say? Oh, Jane Foster is the character's name played by Natalie Portman. And your response was OMG, which I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty embarrassed by you. This, is, in a while. <laughs> this is how this is how much I pay attention to to kind of character names and stuff like that. It, it is a problem, right? Like uh, she who shall not be named and I will be watching like a TV show or something like that. And, and she'll say, oh, like she's probably saying this uh, so-and-so. And I'm like, who is that? She's like the literally like the the main character's brother or whatever it is. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> she's like, you're really bad with names. I'm like, honestly, like at work, we'll be talking about people and I have no idea who people are talking about. I just go, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a problem. How have I yeah, made this friend life? And then it's like me who's just like, oh, it's this person. Oh, <laughs> it's this person. It's like that Leo, uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio meme where it's like, oh, that guy. And he yeah. snaps. And then yeah. they did it to Star Wars when Cad Bane showed up. It's like, oh, that guy. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about something less fun, but funny, but also like. Not, weird? Su- not surprising at all. Yeah. Like, okay. So. Long story short, Netflix has announced that for the first time in a long time, they've lost subscribers. And the long time is a decade. The company admits it's getting harder to grow, saying password sharing is partially to blame. Okay, one, fuck off, Netflix. Listen up. It's me, your pal, Sean. The reason you're losing customers. Okay, I want you, I want you to listen to this. Clean out your ears. You blockbuster-esque motherfuckers. Stop raising your prices every six months and you'll retain customers. It's not password sharing because if you buy an account that has up to five screens, you're paying for the right to share your password. Yeah, you're, you're, well, you're paying for the right to have four or five concurrent streams and whether exactly. or not people decide to have the same account logged in on multiple devices that's that's up to them like they're the ones paying for it um netflix is not affordable to the common person anymore it's not no if and- you are a single individual you have to make your choice between disney plus netflix if you're in canada crave Amazon Prime, and if you want the modern spoils of like, like if you like sports, you're looking at DAZN, or in, if you're in Canada, like Sportsnet or TSN, right? Mm-hmm. Like those are all the streaming services that are available in Canada. And then there's your Crunchyrolls, your Tubies, your YouTube Premiums, which doesn't actually give you any access to movies or TV shows mm-hmm. that are on the YouTube platform. So here's the thing, like with Disney Plus. It's the one monthly fee or you pay for the year or whatever, whatever you choose, but it's just one tier and you get HD, you get 4k streaming, you get Dolby Atmos, you get Dolby vision, all that stuff. 
right? With Netflix, there's three tiers. And the lowest price one at $10 a month is only standard definition. Majority of people have an HDTV in 2022. So you're saying that if I want to watch movies so that they don't look like complete crap on my TV, I am now having to pay 17 or 16.50. So right there you've added another well 7 or I guess 6.50 for just the ability to watch in HD. Yeah. And I don't know if they include I, I I'm not sure if uh <clears throat> excuse me if that includes 1080p or if it was just 720. I know that for a while there they had like before 4K it was uh HD and then full HD. You, you had a choice, yeah. Right. Um but now if you want to watch 4K stuff and 4K TVs are cheap now. You can buy like a a 55 inch 4K TV for like under $400. Yep, you can buy an RCA at your local grocery store for three forty nine, <laughs> right? And they're not horrible TVs. And for for someone who is maybe not uh, super well off, it's still something that is affordable fairly quickly with a a short term savings, right? And almost every one of those TVs sub five hundred are smart TVs, mm-hmm. which means they come with the Roku platform or the app built in for Netflix, Disney Plus, even Apple. Mm-hmm. They have the apps built into these things. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get 4K streaming, um, then you're paying $21 a month. But the, the, the main thing, though, is that between the tiers, you're, you're the number of screens you can watch on the same at the same time increases. So from the basic to the premium one, or from the basic to the highest price one it changes from one to four so i know that they're probably they were expecting um it to be in the households right so for people who have more than one tv where they can watch uh so they can watch more than one phone or or, sorry more than one show on their tvs and their phones and stuff like that but honestly like who has more than two tvs in a house right like and with that being said how many people have houses where they're watching shows and movies on two TVs and then also people are watching stuff on their phones or tablets or computers, right? Like it's pretty unlikely. All the people. All the people. Right? Yeah, I know, right? So uh, Netflix increased their prices. It's significant, like $21 a month just to be able to have 4K streaming. Um, I, as you know, um, am currently registered for Netflix in Turkey. <laughs> so I was paying like $6 uh, a month for the uh, premium version. And I got an email saying that the cost was going up and it was like, the equivalent of like going up to like seven, seven bucks or something. But still like they're, they're moving these prices up across the board around the world. and they're not guess getting necessarily better content because Disney owns everything and they're pulling yeah. their content off of all other streaming platforms. So Netflix has announced that for the first time 
they've had a decline in subscribers. I think in the last quarter, they, what was it? They lost almost 200,000 subscribers. Yeah. Which in the grand scheme of things is not a huge number, right? But when it's their first quarter with a decline, that's pretty big. And they are estimating that they're going to lose um, upwards of 2 million subscribers in the next quarter. So I wonder why. Well, my big thing is Netflix to us now is not a lot of new content. You watch like the big Netflix movie when it comes out. And even some of those we miss because we're like, okay, cool. I've strongly considered after Stranger Things 4 to cancel Netflix. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that like the the shows that we were watching changed platforms. How I Met Your Mother, New Girl, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, they're all available also on Disney+. Plus. How I Met Your Mother was removed from Netflix. That show we watched through probably five times a year, maybe mm-hmm. even six. Mm-hmm. And like NBC is pulling all its stuff off Netflix next year. So you're going to lose all that. Netflix is starting to pull everything or put everything or Netflix is starting to lose some of the stuff that star is picking up on Disney. The Marvel shows are a hit on Disney plus right now. Everything from animation domination, Disney plus you want to watch family guy, Disney plus Bob's burgers, Disney plus. Oh, did I mention they also have uh, Futurama, the Simpsons, Disney plus mm-hmm. there is like, and the fact that Disney plus is eleven ninety nine a month is mind blowing. That's five users, eleven ninety nine a month. Do you think Disney gives a shit if you're sharing their, the passwords? <laughs> no, I could say that with full confidence because I know it to be true. Disney mm-hmm. does not give a shit because they've got your money and they're, they make you pay up front. <laughs> They're like, here's your subscription. That's one twenty. What was it? One twenty this year? I think it's from yeah, it to like yeah, it's gone up to like one hundred twenty bucks or something. But <laughs> still, <laughs> I'm so sad. I'm not even remotely <laughs> sad. You can have four streams going at the same time. Just don't uh, cross them, right? Right? <laughs> right? Like you can have four streams going, all four K, all like it doesn't matter, right? For for the price point and. I think Disney is coming out with content on a regular basis that people are excited for, that people want, that it's justifiable. Whereas, yeah, Netflix does have some decent shows. Um, but, you know, like once they eventually cancel those shows or, and end them or they start getting bad, you know, there's nothing to watch on there. Like even but- Amazon Prime has some pretty decent uh you know, prime video, like Amazon funded movies and stuff like that, which are, you know, the equivalent in quality to Netflix. But the thing is, is like, yes, Amazon increased their price of prime to a hundred bucks a year in Canada. Um, But even that is kind of worth it more than, than uh, Netflix because you get more than just a a streaming service. Right. it's a slippery slope for Netflix, right? Because we're in a time where people are struggling to make ends meet. 
right? Like we have a whole generation of people that can't even afford a house, right? Because rent's so expensive and the housing market is just out of control. You know, prices of gas is, has, you know, gone up to over $2 a liter in some places in Canada. So when you have people that are looking at their budgets and seeing where they can cut costs, well, Netflix, you just shot yourself in the foot by increasing your prices across the board. And now you're saying that you're going to start cracking down on people who are sharing passwords. Yeah, but what if I told you that Netflix is just creating reality shows nonstop? Well, that's all it is. Like, Selling Sunset is a huge show. Very big. Um, But now they also have like Love is Blind, um, that ultimatum show. Um, Is it Cake? They have millions of cooking shows. Yeah, because those are easy to do, right? Yeah, they're dime a dozen. So I'm looking through a list of all the shows that Netflix has canceled that are original series. Here are some of the biggest ones. Um, The Babysitter's Club. This was just canceled. Now, this show was insanely popular. It was one of the highest rated Rotten Tomatoes shows available. And fans are screaming to have it picked up by like any sort of cable affiliate. That's a big one. Mm -hmm. Um, Cooking with Paris. Paris Hilton's cooking show got canceled. People seem to like it. Um, Cowboy Bebop. Insanely well received. Canceled after one season. Did you know that? Or yeah, I, yeah. I, heard, all... I thought I thought it wasn't really as well received as as people were hoping for. Like the 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 anime is very very popular, um, but I think the live action stuff just kind of fell flat with fans. It was I think it was just more of like a a jumbled mess. Netflix chose not to comment on the cancellation, but as noted by THR, the show had a rough critical reception, but a high fan reception. Okay. Okay. Show was great. The problem of the end was the animated version of the story was vastly superior. Yeah. And like Like, every so often, like Netflix does get some pretty big hits, right? Like squid game was, uh, you know, a home run for them. So they're doing this thing now where, they're declining to comment. So they they had a Kevin James show release in July of 2021 called The Crew, where he was a NASCAR uh, crew chief. Why was it canceled? Netflix declined to cancel. Jamie Foxx had a show? Canceled. Dad, stop embarrassing me. Okay. Um, Jupiter's Legacy, that show was bad. So it deserved to be canceled. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hoops was a great cartoon canceled the order very big show for people who like magic and demons and stuff canceled am i getting boring yet there's a few other really big ones glow it'd be interesting to see what they use to determine whether or not a series continues right like because obviously they have all the metrics for for streams right so they can clearly see their correlation between when um, a series releases new subscribers and how many of those subscribers are watching this new content, right? So well, that, something... that's why trending exists too, right? Mm-hmm. So if something you know doesn't get as many views as they're expecting, obviously they're not going to invest the money in that because they're not getting their investment back with new or recurring subscribers. Because if 
if Netflix releases a, a good series and it, it draws in a significant user base, well, then they're going to get a, a second season for that show or the series. And it's just going to guarantee that they retain those subscribers, right? Yeah. Kind of like, uh, I don't know if I, they do it with for some shows where they release new episodes on a weekly basis. And I've noticed that they're doing that more and more because if they have a series that is, uh, say, eight episodes, right? That guarantees that people are going to subscribe for a minimum two months rather than them releasing how they used to and release entire series all at once on the same day. And then people just binge watch them for, uh, for a week. Right. Yeah. The, the, it's funny. Cause as I'm going through this list, trying to look for other big ones while you're, you're talking, there's like a chunk in here that are all just COVID. They're like, ah, oh, we just stopped shooting it because of COVID. But when you dig into some of these ones a little bit deeper too, it's like, they didn't want to pay big actors anymore. So mm. they stopped. Like, did you see any of glow? Uh, no, I did not. It was the lady wrestling one with um, Allison Brie. Canceled due to COVID. They didn't want to shoot it because of COVID. Altered Carbon, which was that Anthony A. McEnany one. Yeah, they I started watching COVID, that one. But it was also just a bad show that lasted two seasons. Yeah, it wasn't very good. It, it, didn't, it didn't entice me. It didn't get my knickers all up in a knot. Um, uh, a big one that was like WB never picked up was the chilling adventures of Sabrina also got canceled. Uh, the biggest one that I remember anyways was the Santa Clarita diet, which was the Drew Barrymore, um, zombie one. Very good show. Mm -hmm. It just abruptly got canceled and people are, people are pissed because more and more shows are getting canceled. And Netflix is just like, eh, we did it because we're trying to cut costs, but they're high rated. And it's every single one that they choose not to comment on a cancellation. Insatiable was that beauty pageant one where they commit a murder. People love that show. Man, I've seen a lot of these solely because of my other half. Holy. <laughs> I'm like looking through the list. I'm like, up, oh, saw that. Up, oh, saw that. So, Sean, what is what would you say is a good way to retain your subscriber base. Oh, David, what a great question. I'm so glad you, you asked me a distinguished gentleman who doesn't have a business degree, but has a brain reduce what you're charging people because the content you have is not worth that anymore. Stop paying the rock fucking a hundred million dollars for three shitty movies and just let us watch what we want to watch. You're not paying for friends anymore. You're not paying for how I met your mother anymore. And I know Netflix, Netflix user data states that those are two of the longest and um, most streamed shows of all time on your platform. Mm -hmm. You lost 19 seasons of content. Where'd it go? Oh, you couldn't retain it anymore. You couldn't afford it. Craven HBO bought it. Are you kidding me? Like, come on. So make your, make it more affordable. This is like, like I understand basic inflation. Sure. Understand greatly, but you don't have to make, um, like a blockbuster hit every month to try and retain subscribers. I'm paying a movie ticket price a month for myself. 
and my parents to have Netflix. That's 20 bucks I could be spending elsewhere, man. It this truly is, is. When it was 10 bucks, it made a lot more sense. But Now, what if I told you that I could just switch my address to Turkey? <laughs> that you could switch your address to Turkey. What if I told you that Netflix is potentially going to be releasing a subscription at a lower price, but there's a catch? Let me guess. The catch is I'm going to have to watch advertisements. But ding, they're going to be ding, advertisements. Ding. Netflix. Oh. Hey, I have one more idea from you for you. Please tell me you're listening. Don't do what Sirius Radio did. Just don't. Don't. Don't have a light version <laughs> of your service. Like, are you are you fucked? Okay, what am I going to do? Save $3 because you're advertising for yourself? Mm-hmm. No. 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 Netflix, or uh, not Netflix, Spotify Lite? The free version? Yeah, you have to listen to ads. But I'm not asking you for free Netflix. I'm asking you for affordable Netflix. But it's a battle at our house because like, I'm like, hey, we don't need Netflix anymore. We have Disney+. Plus. We pay for cable. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the only reason I pay for cable is like I had to get it as part of the deal for what I have. But I also watch enough sports that it's justified. But... I'm considering like after the hockey playoffs, cutting my cable and just buying like a sports app, just stream on a sports app. I don't care anymore. You know, that's fair. So Netflix is going to release a lower priced subscription with ads. Now Hulu had that as well, I believe um, where they had ads. But the thing is, is Netflix came out and it was kind of, the way to get away from cable TV and having to watch ads, right? Like when you think yep. of paying for a subscription service or something, hell, even like YouTube premium, you pay for that so that you don't have to watch ads on YouTube, right? You, YouTube is fine. It's free for anyone t- who has a internet connection. You can go to it and watch all the content to your heart's content. But can if we you pay talk for- about YouTube premium for one <laughs> second? Just one. Sure. One second and go. I subscribe to okay, this. Okay. So then as I was saying. <laughs> I subscribe to it because I got it free with uh, a device I purchased. And once the six months is over, I'm going to have to start paying for it. Because life with YouTube premium is just much better than life without YouTube premium. I will tell you that. That's right. my only free advertisement today. There you go. But, uh, you know, Netflix is kind of going backwards. And by adding a paid tier where we have to sit and watch uh, commercials, I don't know how well that's going to go over. Because it just defeats the purpose of a paid subscription. There's apps already. There's like Tubi, which is a free streaming service that you can get on Roku and Google TVs and on your phone to cast your screen and on your computer it's a free streaming service the only th- reason why you would make an account for that is so that you can have like a watch list and <laughs> save save things to watch for later there's ads during that but it's free and people understand that that 
you're getting free content. It's all standard definition stuff, but they have, well, like Tubi, for example, has the entire series of third rock from the sun. They have like Pokemon on there. They have uh, Naruto. They have like a ton of anime shows. They have a ton of kid shows. They have some pretty decent movies on there too, all free. But the only caveat is that you have to watch ads and they, they throw ads in every, I don't know, like half hour or something like that when you're watching a movie. And I think maybe a, once or twice halfway through a regular 30 minute TV show. If Netflix is going to start showing ads, they might as well have a free tier. Yeah. Where like every, like you just have commercial breaks. Like every episode is broken into two on what is typically the a commercial fade anyways, because most shows are designed to have that. Mm-hmm. Why not? But Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, it'll be interesting to see Netflix for the next uh, over the next quarter to see what happens because they're 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 playing with fire. All I gotta say is I hope you like disappointment. (laughs) Like I'm telling you right now, after Stranger Things is done, I will probably cancel Netflix. You know the thing is, is like the uh, the only reason why we have it right now is because I'm paying like six bucks a month for it. Um, but it was at the point where if there's shows that I wanted to watch that, uh, was only on Netflix, uh, I think there's a, a large ocean of seven seas and some ships that I could board that could bring me to those shows. Yeah. The diversity ship. I hear, I hear <laughs> it's a nautical pleasure, but that's it for this one. We we've, uh, we've run out of time and we've got games to play and movies to watch. I'm excited. I'm going to watch the Batman this weekend. It's going to be, it's going to be great. Or sorry. I'm going to watch the vengeance this weekend. I am vengeance. And, uh, maybe, maybe see some people out there on, uh, the walkabout course. Who knows? I've got some Lego star Wars in my, my future as well. It's going to be an amazing weekend, but for myself, for David, he's so cool. (laughs) Well, that's it for this one, guys. We'll catch you later, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast.